And greetings, everyone, and thank you to the new listeners. This is V, aka Vernon English. You could just say V. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hitting the subscribe button. I appreciate it so much. I'm at this stage where I'm writing the fourth book, and this is the process that you're catching me at. And it's really cool to include the readers and other listeners in, involved in it too, and to get others involved, uh, just because it keys in what's happening in my mind. And I find it an interesting anecdote just to talk about how extensive this series is. And I'm not privy to how other writers have their writing process, but for this one, it's really fun. And the next series, or the next part, is the one-way fate. And I'm just updating and commenting and having fun with this because I always have conversations and rather I live in a fantasy element or world. And it's very interesting as a grown person to tell someone this and to have a straight face and, and legitimately have others respond to it because everyone has a, a fantasy element in their mind. Uh, we just get so accustomed to certain things. And also, I, I had to make this of note just to make it an antidote for the rest of this series that all the ideas that I bring, I'm an artist. I will always be an artist and I love being an artist and the fact that I found that I am one. But I wanted to comment and say that all of my ideals, all of my ideas are all of an artist. It's not supposed to be normal. Nor do I, I want anyone to follow it in any way, shape or form. Uh, you have people that go to universities, you have people that go to schools and, and have these thoughts and, and modes of thinking that have been around for over thousands of years. And for me, I'm just looking at it as a new person or a person who is the outside or outsider looking in or rather observing and just making notes here and there and that's where you will find the inspiration for most of my stories actually uh, the large majority and that's to say if someone or any of these scenarios that happen in the story parallel something from real life it's not entirely intentional and in no way shape or form am I making judgment of decisions and things that people make in life. I'm very non-political when it comes to certain things like this because I'm still learning how we treat one another in life. And so I would look at the same discernment of a daily newspaper and look at the same discernment when reading a book and still get the same level of respect for both. and consider both very real 
if someone took the time to write something and they felt a certain way about it and and very adamant about it then i'm very my, my ears are pricked like whew, what what is this person trying to bring to me what what is this overall inherent message and that's where my story is and that's what i want people to get from it and and not so much a sense of of betterment or i'm better it, that's quite the opposite i'm just a man who watches cartoons and loves smiles <laughs> so that, that's basically uh i, I had to uh, make that of note because i really feel that in this day and age we have instagram or we have tiktok or we have other things in life where we follow someone but i rather follow someone's creative prowess or i wonder to understand someone's imagination and where they're coming from versus following their inherent mode of thinking uh, i'd rather think for myself and so yeah i, I really understand that aspect but I, I just wanted to make that of note so when people look at my art or look at the work that i brought to them or brought to them excuse me i, I wanted to be just like oh well that that guy that's his perspective that's a pretty cool perspective well, well what do you think hey man like hey that that's pretty cool versus well that's the way he thinks and, and i think i should think like that too that that's the complete opposite of what uh, the reasoning for me bringing my my stories to you all and uh, yeah that that's really uh, I just had to make that of note for anyone my, my stories for the inspiration to create your own to craft your own and, and understand what the responsibility of doing so is and that it's even possible, the impossible that you've never conceived of in your imagination is but an afternoon away, it's but a lifetime away, if you make it as such. All of these characters are beyond anything I could conceive of in my wildest imaginations, and that's where I sit at the beginning, and ultimately, throughout this whole entire series so thank you all thank you to listeners thank you to the new ones i will bring more surprises and as we round up and go to the third book it's really going to be a, a dope process and i'll get more input and, and add some more things uh based off of the more you guys respond the faster it is i upload so it's kind of a uh a two-way street and, and i appreciate the input so yeah this this basic series and the second book and how it all came about was an interesting thing though because i was on the street and, and i was in venice and, and i was making art and i was doing certain things i was writing but my ultimate goal was to write and it was not a telling story it was not something that i wanted to just mirror um, the conversations and experiences I had I actually wanted to keep those close to the vest and, and keep them for myself and forever I wanted to share the, the fantasy element that I would see or the things that I would see in cartoons and, and 
television and things that that mirrored life and so I was like well let me write this story or something of mystery and, and then see how that culminates and it was a story that I liked and and that's inherently where the seeds of the time before time uh, come from and it's a real cool thing even when I come back and look at it and, and I'm looking at it now and I'm like wow I, I wrote a lot of good material uh, so that I can come back and, and change it and, and build upon it so yeah it that's basically if you get nothing from that message to understand that if I can do it so can you so that's all one-way faith now this is the next installment for the series and it deals with the green king two green kings and the little litigator of celestial now to update anybody else who's just listening to the podcast i, I have different storylines that are going on that parallel one another uh, meaning as in they're going on at the same time now inherently you would think of all of the characters in this story waking up at the same time and so that's where the story begins and i give those accounts from them waking and them forgetting their memories it's a very traumatic event and some have more traumatic more trauma than others uh, dealing with based off of their proximity and where they wake up and the environment and how that affects each and every one of them and celestial is so large that with one area and the impact that something or an event has does not necessarily affect the next place that could be right next to it they are worlds apart and worlds different and i made celestial so large it's literally the size of the sun and i wanted to understand the sheer scape and scope of a topography of a land that big and, and i'm still wrapping my mind around it and i'm still coming to comprehension of th this said place and I created this one part of the series in the first book because I am a dreamer and I like fantasy elements and I like things to entice my imagination to and it pushes my imagination I like things like this and the the story that came from it was the Green King's or two green kings and the little litigator and it's basically the story of this young man who gets lost in the forest but runs into these creatures and so the creatures introduce him to a green king or rather the green king is curious as to what he's doing in the forest and how he can see them and so the young one answers uh, in a wise statement and says that he can only see what his eyes tell him and that's the only thing that he understands is his truth and, and everyone else is aghast and, and surprised by this young one's wisdom and, and so the green king uh, enlists him and, and tells him to come with him because he was on his way to a meeting and and they go into this inside of the tree and go into another world underneath the world that they were at 
and they meet up with all these other different dignitaries from different elements and different uh, worlds uh, to meet in this nexus type of place. And obviously bringing someone uh, that was not meant to be at the meeting uh, could come as a disrespect, but it's not. It was actually as to understand or get a better understanding of what was happening on the surface since they still had their memories and I never allude, allude to or tell what it is that they know. They just know that there is an event or rather a crisis happening on the surface world and they're wondering uh, what is the onset of it or what was the cause of it and, and how they should go and investigate it or if they should even be involved with it to begin with. And so the meeting was called together by this goddess. And uh, she looks like a mermaid and all these other different things, but there are different characters that are in this setting. And, and there's other, there's two green kings first, a giant there, there's some humanoid type of hybrid people there too. But uh, they have elongated ears and, and this, this, that, and the third. I will give an account of their explanations and their origins in the fourth book. But this particular part, I, I wanted to introduce a new character or something that I had not seen before. And I described this in an earlier podcast, but to the extent these were sand angels, S-A-N-D angels. And it's not like snow angel or anything like this. Uh, quite the antithesis a sand angel would be obviously indicative of you laying in the ground and then jumping up and you making a figure of sand and the same thing could be said of the sand sand and snow anyway no the the sand angels are these beings from a different dimension and the sand or rather the color is the only thing indicative of them uh, being from celestial. The rest of them is quite uh, mysterious, and, and I made them as such uh, crystalline type of figures that are not normal. They have certain attributes of being a human, but obviously with the wings um, made out of different type of material, uh, interstellar or cosmic, you would quickly, uh, under investigating or looking at them for a second, would understand that they are not of that world or not of this world. And their origins was equally as such not of this world. And that's what I just wanted to explain because they were at the meeting with the Green Kings and the Little Litigator. And I call him the Little Litigator because it's basically the one person, or rather one young man, you know, that would defend the rest of the world or rest of Celestial. There was no one else to speak on its behalf. Obviously everyone, uh, there's raping, pillaging, all kinds of horrible things that are going on in set place. But this one young man uh, still had his smile on his face and still had this sense of zeal, this sense of 
newness or rather the sense of adventure for or curiosity for the rest of this place which I call celestial he really honestly was un, not unfazed uh, he did have some understanding as to that it was grander or larger than himself but that was by default uh, obviously going to a forest you could get that in just two seconds of being there but the the overall understanding and overall theme was that he would defend the things that he did not know and, and that to me was a very telling and very innocent thing to do uh, usually uh, in the children's uh, day and age when I, I can think of it wasn't too long ago but I don't remember myself defending something that I did not understand. Uh, that's a very a mature thing to do, a very adult thing. And even if you're not understanding of the full subject of something or, or anything, a conflict, you, you have a reference or you make an analogy to something that you've originally come to terms as far as knowing and as a kid you're like well everything is unknown and that's pretty much the the beginning point and so uh, to make a reference or to make an analogy the way that an adult does is a very rare thing and that's where this character or this young man comes into the story and he's basically saying the same not in the same light but he rewords it and I reword it by saying that he only understands what his eyes present to him and and once again that is his truth and he doesn't understand the extent to what a memory is or why someone places so much importance on it but he understands that it would cause someone to do what it is that they're having the council meeting about and the trouble and, and really the overall resolution to solve something like that would you would have to see it yourself and, and witness it yourself instead of just talking about it and, and so once again the council is not only surprised by his wisdom but his own choicing and reasoning for his words as a solution for something that they caused they called the meeting for in the beginning so from there there there's a level of respect that all of the members or dignitaries have in this said meeting regardless of if they don't like his his race or his uh, people or the way that they are treating the planet it, it's something else it said as the reasoning why he could speak to them or he could see them in the beginning the sand angels were there and those characters I, I like the the wordplay uh, first and foremost the the name of this piece was one way fate but sand angels you would think of them being soft or you would think of them being a bit of a dream-esque like a snow angel 
and, and that's pretty much the analogy that I, I was playing off of, of what people would identify with. And so I began and say, San angels hail Ragnarok, unbeknownst to the fellowship brethren. And so that, that basically is uh, Ragnarok, which is the ending of things, if you understand mythology. But it says, unbeknownst to the fellowship brethren, and under, it, it's unknown to the meeting that they were held or called to. And it's basically the first statement, these, these two lines of this statement uh, say so much because I wanted it to be known that they were not there for the same intentions that all of the others were at the meeting. And so it says, unbeknownst to the fellowship brethren, souls that could not hiccup, the goddess, Irish, all of them, the ending, their beginning, hidden problems allowed Cassiopeian freestyling. Curious as to the evolution verbatim, existence spilled coddling indigo clouds. Swallowing pillows erase shimmering wings of gaseous gold fearfully, evermore etching soul tattoos of angsted empathy. Hatred of fate, sworn revenge, smited beyond all sight. Infinity herself could not comprehend Cluttered motives inadvertently inverted spiraling play. Tearfully their race joined the council, guardians of who they so chose. Uniqueness gifted a curse, mysterious. The spectrum of light endless, creation the catalyst, sanded primrose crimson tree. They would see to it fate got its recompense, surely. There was no expression that superseded guarantee. Otherworldly zero transparency they moved secretly and so there's a lot that I mentioned there and I'm going to take another podcast just to go into each line and intricately talk about what these characters are but you must understand that they are multifaceted and no they are not snow angels no 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 you can't just jump in the sand on the beach and then create a sand angel. You can, and that is by definition a sand angel, but these sand angels are a bit different uh, just from the lines that I read. And, and I'll go into how I designed them and why I designed them that way. So it, it's really, and you understand that this even being, it, it's not a one shot, uh, because I did continue it. A one shot means as in just one uh, point, one installment in the book. And then I don't continue that story again. This one actually is, is more than that. And, and that's why I took some time to explain it to you. So, yes. Understand, I'll explain in the next podcast the rest of the Sand Angels and why they look so cool and their origins and where they come from. And yeah, we're going to be rounding off the third book. And, and so we'll be uh, piecing into it quite uh, gingerly and then we'll just blast through it and I'll update on the fourth book and how it's coming along, the publishing, and where you can find it on Amazon. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for real. Like, I appreciate all of all of the listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. And yes, be looking for more. Peace.